Hi, I'm Kristen Goodman, and you are listening to Parenting in the Middle podcast. On this episode, we are going to talk about mom guilt and what to do when you feel it, how to feel your emotions so you're more likely to respond and not react. We're going to get better at feeling those emotions, knowing where they're coming from, and understanding them so that you don't get triggered, which will give you such an advantage and ability to handle difficult things that come up with you or your family or with your kids. And so let's get to the episode. But first I want to invite you to check out my free download. It's three ways to avoid a power struggle. And you can find the link in my show notes. And in it, I give you specific things that you can say, what to say, what not to say, that will just help keep you in control of the conversations that you have with your teens. Because when you are both arguing for what you think is right, nobody wins. So go check out that download and we'll get to the episode. Okay, mom guilt, why do we have it? I know it's something that every parent experiences, or at least I've never met a parent who has not ever had any type of guilt. So what is it? I think guilt can be long-term or short-term. We can experience the guilt we feel when we think we could have done it better, or we could have prevented something from happening. And that could be like a long-term feeling that we feel because of guilt that there's nothing we can do about it now. It happened a long time ago or over many years. And we that can be a really difficult feeling to work through. We can also have a guilt that's more short-term, like you were not feeling well last week and your kids watched a lot of TV, they had a lot of screen time and they ate a lot of junk food. And that's more of a short-term feeling that is easier to work through because you understand that I wasn't feeling well last week, you give yourself a little more grace, you know that that's just the way it goes in life and with parenting and it may not feel as heavy. But in between this long-term or short-term feeling of guilt that we can feel, there's lots of other reasons why we might have guilt and why guilt will show up. It can come from our own personal insecurities, places where we're already feeling a little bit like we doubt ourselves in some ways. It can come from outside pressures from family, friends, and social media. Social media is a huge one. A quick scroll through Instagram and you will see so many posts showing what other families are doing what they look like, where they're going. And what you see is usually the highlight reel, right? It's the best experiences from that time. And I love how most people, at least who I follow, are being really honest about, hey, this isn't the way it is all the time. Or we had some really hard moments in on this family vacation, but we had a great time. I think it's a little more accepted to be vulnerable and share the hard moments than it used to be for sure. I know for me, I especially when I'm not feeling connected to my kids as much as I would like or my spouse, it's easy to feel like, oh my gosh, everything is going wrong. I'm just doing a terrible job managing all of it. You might feel overwhelmed or spread too thin. And then on top of not feeling super connected to the people around you in your life that you love, you may feel like this is a horrible, something has gone wrong. You feel terrible. You have a lot of guilt. And an experience I had, it's easy to think thoughts that make you feel super guilty and like everything's going wrong when you're feeling terrible, right? 
And what I found so interesting a couple of years ago is at the end of the year, my family makes a, a family video where we have to submit pictures at the end of the year and it's put in the video and all of the kids love watching the video of all the pictures that everyone has taken over the course of the year. And as I was going through my camera roll and just creating this album of all of the pictures that I had taken with my family over the course of the year, I was just struck by this thought like, oh my gosh, we had a lot more fun than I thought we did. And I thought it was so funny having this thought because of course I always have to go deeper with my thoughts and understand them. That's just what I do. But I thought it was so funny because I don't know if in that moment I wasn't feeling as connected. And so I was feeling like, oh my gosh, like this year's been kind of rough or whatever. But looking through those pictures, I was like, wow, we had so much fun. And I felt so much love for my family and for my kids and for all the things that we were able to do. And it really helped me to kind of step back from the way I was thinking and feeling and realize how good it actually was. So nothing changed. My circumstances were exactly the same. My family, the experiences we had had were exactly the same. But what changed were the thoughts that I had when I had seen these pictures that we had taken over the course of the year. It was like I could remember the way I felt when we had taken those pictures. And I think as your kids get older and busier, it's important to capture those memories. And, and when, something else that is, I think is tricky that I talk to other moms about is when your kids get older, they don't always want to take the pictures. And so then sometimes that can even be tricky. So you really do just have to enjoy the moments that you have. I've started writing things down, journaling, because you can't post everything. Our kids don't always want us to and they're not always willing to take the picture. And so then it might not be helpful if you don't have the pictures to look back on to think, oh, I can just remember these good experiences later. Make sure you write them down. If you can't take the picture, write them down. When you have good experiences, good memories, you had a good day, write them down so that when you are feeling less connected or when things get difficult, you can have something to go back to. Maybe it's not pictures, maybe it's not your social media feed, but it's something you've created and done so that you can remember those feelings. It'll bring you back to all of the good that you know is in your life and take you away, kind of just help you step back from the guilt that you might feel. So that's one of the places that guilt can show up is scrolling through, seeing what other people are doing, having that comparison. Another reason why guilt can show up is when you have parenting advice that seems like contradictory. So limit screen time, unless it's educational. Have a clean house and teach your kids to do chores, but also make sure you get outside and play, spend time with your kids. It's so important to practice self-care, but put your family first. All of those things are good things, right? We want to practice self-care. We want to enjoy our family. We want a clean home. We want to teach our kids how to do chores. We also want to go outside and play. You can't do all of this all at once at the same time. We are each in a parenting season where some, some seasons are easier than others to play with your kids. I'm in the season of parenting teenagers. It's a lot easier to keep a clean home for me. It's harder 
to get out and play with my kids because they have other things to do. They, they're busy with sports or whatever, or they're friends, so it's harder to find that time. It doesn't mean it's impossible, and it doesn't mean I don't try, but it means if I focus on that, then I might feel like something has gone wrong because I'm not able to play with them the same way I was when they were younger, right? And if you're a parent of young kids, it's a lot easier to play with them and a lot harder to keep your house clean, right? So there's always a time and a season with wherever you're at in your life. So, so be very cautious in getting in this all or nothing mindset that you have to do all of the things all of the time and do them really well. Because you can, a lot of information is really good, but you really need to take that information and apply it to you and your family in the way that works best for you. What works for me isn't going to be what works for you, possibly. So it's really important to know what you like, know what you want, and know how to get that and let that be okay. Which leads us to the second, or maybe we're on the third, reason why we feel mom guilt is other people's opinions. The ability to allow other people to disagree with you while holding space for your own thoughts and ideas is a skill that you can absolutely learn. The term for this is self-differentiation. And self-differentiation is the ability to know your own thoughts and opinions and hold them separate from other people's thoughts and opinions. So other people and their thoughts and opinions don't have any effect on you and your thoughts or opinions. You get to think and feel however you want to, and so do they. And when that can be okay with you, and you don't need to feel threatened by it, or like you are wrong, or they are wrong, you're just owning the way that you feel and know that you have good reasons for thinking and feeling the way that you do. You know who you are, you know what you want, and you're able to give that same freedom and grace to others. But this can be tricky, and we can still feel guilty because we're human, and we still get triggered when people disagree with us or when we feel like someone thinks they're doing it better and we feel criticized or shamed because of the way that we are parenting. And when this happens, I want you to choose a thought, like a mantra, that you can tell yourself that you believe, something like, I know I am the best mom for my kids, or I trust myself to know what's best for my family. And when thoughts like those become true for you, when they feel true and you believe them really strongly, you can go back to those thoughts when you have those feelings of, guilt or shame that come up because someone else, maybe they have a skill set that they're just naturally good at and they can be organized and keep a clean home. And that can bring up some guilt or shame because you're kind of a mess, but maybe you're really fun and you play with your kids, right? And so you don't need to change. There's nothing that's gone wrong, but those, those feelings might come up still you can go back to those thoughts. I'm the best mom for my kids. My kids are really lucky that they get a fun mom. And that means sometimes the house is going to be a wreck. I trust myself to know what's best for my family. So the decisions I make with the information that I have, because I know my kids better than anyone, right? Those are true. 
you can feel that and bring yourself back to those feelings might come up, the guilt and the shame, but they won't stay long and they won't feel super heavy. You can just come back to the thought of what you know to be truth and trust yourself that you are the best mom and that you know best. So allowing others to disagree with you and not impact the choices that you make is really important. Practicing self-regulation when you feel triggered is really important. Being able to respond and not react is really important, especially with our kids, because we are teaching our kids how to regulate as well. So if we're not good at self-regulation, if we're freaking out and uh, throwing like an adult temper tantrum, we're not really setting a good example for our kids to know how to do it too. And so it's, it's just this awareness of, of understanding, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I've got to work with. There's no reason to feel guilty if you had a meltdown and threw an adult temper tantrum yesterday, right? We all do it. We're all human. But owning and accepting where you are right now and choosing intentionally what you want to do in the future. If you know that's not your best self, you don't want to show up that way. And you know you want to be that example for your kids to teach them how to co-regulate, to help them manage their emotions. Because the cool thing is, our brains are still growing and learning and creating those neuropathways that that teach us how to that tell us how to think, right? And and they're not even fully developed until they're like 25 years old. So we have a lot of time with our kids to help mold them and teach them. You have a lot of time. And so if you're not this isn't something you've learned when you were younger, it's going to be a little more difficult because our brains are more fixed, our thoughts are more fixed. So The goal with coaching is to just unravel a little bit of those thoughts, loosen them up a little bit at a time until you can hold on to new thoughts that feel just as true, but instead of feeling guilt or shame, they feel confident or determined to move forward. And this is where the real impact can show up for you. This is where the change will show up for you because When you feel guilty or judged, what do you do? Or what do you not do? If instead of thinking thoughts that create more guilt and then judgment of other people because you feel judged, instead of those feelings, what if you could think thoughts that create curiosity and compassion? So someone says something that makes you feel judged and then you can pause, think about it and decide, okay, I can actually get curious about why they think that is the best way. Why um, are they are they like that? What makes them feel like they need to give me advice all the time and get more curious? It's okay for them to judge you, right? Because you know who you are. You go back to those thoughts that you know best. You know who you are. You're differentiated from other people, and other people aren't going to always disagree or or think that you're doing things the right way and that's okay. So instead of feeling judged, you can feel curious and then you can feel compassion because often when you feel judged or if someone is judging you, they're judging themselves just as much. And that's a hard place to be as well. And so if you can get curious and compassionate about the people around you, your feelings will change, your thoughts will change and your behavior will change. So instead of reacting, or not reacting, not responding, 
what will you do instead? And that's not something that I would know what to tell you to do. There's no action that you know, you're supposed to do or not supposed to do. But this is where when you start learning the ability to think thoughts on purpose that create feelings that you want to feel, okay? You're no longer triggered. And so the circumstance is no longer the reason why you feel terrible. You're able to get curious about it and question, do I want to feel this way? Do I want to feel this guilt? Why am I feeling it? Is there another way to feel? Yes, there is. So what is that? And if you felt that, what would you do differently? You would take that pause. You wouldn't react. And you would hold that space for yourself. You'd be able to take a breath. Allow your body to settle down, not feel so triggered. And your response would change. And this will change with other people around you in your life. And it will change with your kids. And it will change with yourself. And so that is the goal when you feel mom guilt or any type of guilt that comes up, sometimes it's actually useful. If I'm not feeling well and my kids have not, they've had a lot of screen time, it's good to kind of check in with myself and go, all right, I'm feeling like they're, they're, they've been given a lot of screen time or they need a little more interaction with me. You know, that guilt comes up. It's information. It's feedback. It's allowing us to make an intentional choice. There's a quote by Viktor Frankl who wrote The Man's Search for Meaning, and he says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. Our power to choose. And I love that because it illustrates the truth of what I believe that we all have agency, we all have the ability to choose. And when we are given that ability to choose how we want to think and feel, we can ultimately choose how we respond. It does not mean we're going to be perfect and it doesn't mean we're never going to experience guilt or shame or regret or any of the human emotions that we feel because we live on this earth. And the truth of it is we're not going to get it right all the time. Sometimes our best parenting is going to be terrible. And we're going to say the wrong thing. We're going to do the wrong thing. And that's okay too. And when that guilt and shame come up, we have the ability to choose how we respond to it. What story are we telling ourselves about our behavior? Are we telling ourselves how horrible we are, that we've messed up our kids and that we just, you know the story. Is that the story you're going to choose to tell yourself? Or are you going to start rewriting this story? The one that feels true, the one that feels like love, the one that loves and accepts your kids exactly as they are, the same one who loves and accepts yourself just as you are. That is the goal. That is what I want for you because I do know that when you can manage the emotions, that you have that come up for you, you will be an example of how to teach this to your kids because if things can be hard, if you're not perfect, and if you have struggles and you're able to show up every day and feel okay because it is, it's okay, right? You're giving that same gift to your kids. They can mess up. They can lose their cool, lose their minds, do things that you would rather them not do. 
and it's okay. We don't have to feel the shame about it. There was a story I had heard someone talk about that really illustrated this well for me. It helped me understand because sometimes I do feel that guilt and shame come up or I do something that I know isn't my best and I don't really want to feel good about it, right? You kind of want to beat yourself up about it. So I was listening to this story and they were talking about how they're always losing their AirPods. And maybe that's why I connected so well with this story because at the moment, I don't know where my AirPods are. So they're telling this story, they've lost their AirPods and they're just really beating themselves up. Like, ah, my cat, I find them. I always lose things. All, you know, that story where you just really beat yourself up over something. And they brought it back and realized, you know what? I didn't go into this telling myself, you know what? I'm going to lose my AirPods today, <laughs> right? Like we don't ever go start our day thinking that we're going to mess up. And sometimes we do mess up and it's just part of life and it's part of the lessons we're able to learn and there's no reason to feel shame over it. It's okay, right? We can allow it to be okay. This is part of our experience. This is part of our kids' experience. And so when you have the thoughts, you're beating yourself up, and then your kid does something that they should know better, right? Well, if they knew better, they wouldn't have done it. And they did it. So why did they do it? And why fight against something that's already happened by making someone feel bad about it? Because I promise you, as you know, I'm sure that when someone feels bad about something and they're feeling that shame, the behavior does not improve. So what is it that makes us want to make someone feel bad about it? We want to make ourselves feel bad about something. As if we could have done it differently if we would have only known. Right? Think of the mistakes that you've made in your life. You probably knew better. But yet, for whatever reason circumstances around you, you made that choice. And when you can allow yourself to feel compassionate towards yourself, even when you're at your worst, you will be able to give your kids that same amount of compassion. And that is truly a gift. So that's what I have for you today. If you have any questions about this episode, you can email me. I will put my email in the show notes. It's be living proof coaching at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I'm going to be emailing out um, information about this podcast. I send my emails out twice a week, one on Monday and one on Thursday. My Thursday email, I'm going to start attaching the questions that I'm getting from parents, like a Q&A, where I will do some coaching through my email with a question and answer form. So Go get on my email list if you're not on already, and we will talk to you next week. Have a great day. For listening to Parenting in the Middle podcast, if you like what you hear, leave me a review, subscribe to the podcast, and you will get another episode every week. They come out on Thursday. In June, I will be launching my group parenting course. It's seven modules that you will get that are pre-recorded. You can watch whenever is convenient for you and we will do group coaching and you can even do one-on-one coaching all within this six week time frame. If you have questions about this, you can email me or go to my link in my show notes and get more information.